This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Uh, Rachel? What's up? This episode, we it's kind of spicy. It's very spicy. Yeah, with, there's a lot to talk about. Genitals? Genitals? I should say it's very PG-13. I mean, how about the, remember the book? Remember the book that I told you about? Yeah, That was not PG-13. No, that was not. It, that was you, just crazy. It is crazy. So anyway, when you okay, listen, right. listen to this, you'll get to a point where it's like, I'm going to tell you something that you probably didn't know. <laughs> and again. And that never happens. Every documentary ends up in Florida. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, a, don't, don't spill any beans. I'm not going to spill any beans, but you guys. Okay, I think we should get right to it. Let's get into it. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Judy Bloom Forever. Hey, Rachel, hey. Hey, lady. Oh boy, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm that's good. Right. That's I'm right. good. How are you? I'm good. That's right. That's right. We're in the middle of life. Life <laughs> is in session. Oh my god! I yeah. wish you had that sign in your living room for inspiration. Yeah, that life is in session. Life is in session, you guys. We do have a. We have an interesting. Listen, they're all interesting, of course, but this one is like. <laughs> this one's good. This one. This one. There's a lot. I love this one. Oh. Yeah, I am so curious. Okay, all right. Well, I, let's just unless there's anything that you need to tell me about your life that you want to get off your chest, or you want to share with the listeners, or no. Cheryl, Cheryl, it's another podcast. Cheryl, it's another podcast. That's a whole. That's, that's a whole, whole another universe. Another universe. But yeah, you just keep you keep doing the best you can. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That that's In life. <laughs> that's right. That's all you can do. You keep showing up and trying to be as honest as you possibly can. And there you go. Boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. Done and done. Tell the okay. truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Wow. It does seem like you have a lot going on, but we... But Not really. I mean, it's just it's just like tell the truth about my sizes. Your sizes? I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember saying that to people, like when they would ask advice, you know, about when you become an actor, 
and you go into wardrobe fittings, I would say to them, oh my gosh, just tell them the truth about your sizes. That is true because you do want to lie a little bit. And then when you get in there, you say you're a size two and you're really a size mm-hmm. four or six. And then you get in there yeah. and all the, they're like, well, I got a nothing zero fits. and a two because and you're just like, oh. And you're like, oh God, <laughs> nothing fits. By the way, I heard this is total Hollywood gossip. Oh. But I'm pretty sure it's true. Because okay. I know somebody in the business who the actress on the show refused yes. to believe she was a certain size. So the wardrobe people would have to buy something, take the size out, sometimes put in yeah. a fake size. Yeah, you told me this before. Because it sticks with me. Because I'm like, it's so. what if people are doing that to me? What if it's... <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're not. They're not. But you know what's also crazy what? is that I've heard different actresses that uh, said if they don't like something, they say I'm allergic to this fabric. Oh. <laughs> Instead of why can't but but this is what I'm saying. Why can't you just be honest and say I don't like this. I'm not going to be comfortable. I am this. allergic to khakis. Mm-hmm. Remember on Curb. I'm aller- <laughs> yeah, I'm allergic to twill. <laughs> I saw myself on Curb. Your enthusiasm once. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? It was a game changer. And in the scene, I guess I'm wearing khakis, (laughs) sort Mm -hmm. of tight khakis, which I've never in my life worn khakis. But anyway, for the show, I was wearing khakis. (laughs) And then when I watched the show and I turned around, it's like my ass Mm -hmm. could not have been bigger. It was the size of Texas. Of Texas. And I was like, you know what? Big D, little D. I'm mm-hmm. allergic to khakis. I remember you telling me that. Because yeah. remember, we all used to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm with, at your apartment. Yes. When I got Curb, I was, I was living in a one-bedroom yes. apartment in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And we'd all pile on the living room floor because I don't... Yeah, don't, on the couch. Was the like only half of, it was like a... Yeah, it was just like a small couch. Yeah. And then we'd all... I sat on the floor. Watching Curb. Watching Curb. And Curb came on between um, Sex in the City and The Sopranos. And I remember one night, mm-hmm. we were all crammed in there. And my friend Mara said, um, shouldn't you be living in a better apartment than this? Yes. <laughs> we're watching Sex in the City and The Sopranos. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, settle down. Just enjoy the pizza. Yeah. Um, anyway, those were the days, Rachel. Those were the those days. Those were the days. Okay. Uh-huh. Let's. All right, here we go. I'm introducing it. You ready for this? I'm so ready for it. Judy Bloom Forever is a 2023 documentary directed by Leah Wolchuk. Chuck? Wolchuk. Oh, dear. Here we go. Here we go. And Davina Pardo, featuring contemporary interviews with Judy, as well as authors and artists influenced by Judy's best-selling books. It tells the story of her career and impact on culture and society. Judy Bloom forever premiered at Sundance and is available to watch on Prime Video. That would have been a fun one to watch at Sundance. It would have been amazing <laughs> to watch at Sundance. <laughs> just to like clock everybody in the room and like just look. Yeah, because by the way, yeah. the opening of this documentary, it threw me for a tiny, tiny loop. It did. Tell me. Tell me everything. Let's tell the p- listeners what the opening of the documentary was. Uh, well, we see Judy, who's mm-hmm. now 83, mm-hmm. very pleasant looking, sweet lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she, there's not an introduction to it or anything. She just starts reading yep. from a passage of her book. Mm-hmm. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, I think. 
Do you want to hear her? Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. And then I want we'll, to hear it. And then we'll discuss it for a tiny second. Okay. Here's Judy, reading from her own book. We're starting a new program in gym. Mrs. Rappaport asked us each to write down a question, especially anything we need to know about sex. Well, Mrs. Rappaport said, does anyone here know the word for stimulating our genitals? It got very quiet in the gym. Then one girl spoke. I think it's called masturbation. That's right, Mrs. Rappaport told us, and it's not a word you should be afraid of. Let's all say it. Masturbation. <laughs> Masturbation. Masturbation. I, yeah, I love that this is making you uncomfortable. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me it's like it's such the antithesis like between you and I because I I'm like yes yeah they need to talk about their bodies about masturbation and, and their body parts and that masturbation and we all let's get it out because you know I read the Judy Bloom books I you read you read all of them I didn't read all of them but, but I read a lot like of the them. good I read the good ones yeah. <laughs> like the sexy ones no um I but I read Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. I read Blubber, which I really related to because I, f- that for whatever, you know, we can get into that. But yeah. but then I think for, because of my own childhood, I, we didn't talk about anything. Yeah. I mean, and I don't think you're, you guys talked about anything either. No, no. In your family. No, I learned things yeah. from my, you know, PE coach. <laughs> yeah. That, your friends at school. Well, that's kind of yeah. on brand though, because that's what happened in the book you know is that the PE right or but nobody the talked gym about and they're mad. talking they about didn't it. talk about masturbation they didn't talk about masturbation but i i wish they had because mm. uh, well i mean i had a lot of I, we can get into it we should oh, you talk about the book. but i think we've all had myths you know and things that were told to us about sexuality like what that were completely not like not what? real oh well for example mm. i had one of my first boyfriends when I was in college was saying that because I didn't have um, an orgasm when we were having sex that something was wrong with me. Mm. That I was like broken. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You did not Okay, your early sexual experiences were not great. I think we could say, no. say that. Yeah, that's I'm, right. We've already talked about, yeah. Yeah, the one yeah. that fell asleep and, during. But that's also why I think I feel so passionate about Judy these Boom. Books, yeah, yeah, and getting the word out. Yeah, just being open about it. I think that's what I loved so much. How did you feel? Because it, it made you, if you guys could have seen her face when we were listening to that passage, you were like grinning and bearing it. And you were like, hey, uh, oh, yeah. I don't, you know, I, first of all, I wasn't mentally prepared. I needed a ramp up to this. In the, <laughs> in the film, I needed one little ramp up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like a lot coming at you at, all at once. But that's all Judy Bloom. But if you don't know Judy Bloom's book. Did you did you read her books? I did not. However, I yeah. do recall. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret, being passed around. But they had like dog-eared, you know, pages. It was like I'm yeah, not going like, to read the whole thing. You were like Pat Buchanan. Like you, you just read the dog-eared pages. <laughs> okay, First the ones all, that were paper clipped really together. Skipping ahead, people yeah. were like, "How is Cheryl like Pat Buchanan?" Um, yeah, well, yes, you'll find out. Very, listen, listen, very similar. Listen. But yeah, I guess, you know, it was like, I couldn't believe that there was a book that had this stuff written in it. 
But it yeah. also felt like it was scandalous. Scan- we were in- scandalous. Yeah, like you would yeah. not want to get caught with that book in class. I don't remember having it in class. I, I, yeah. well, actually, I remember in fifth grade having Forever in oh. class because because like Ralph was a big deal. Like the fact that oh, he was like, okay, well, okay, we, you were, you know what, we're Rachel, skipping Rachel. But I mean, like, but that's what I'm Rachel. saying. Like, I had it in class, but I don't remember going to the library and actively checking it out. Like, I feel like it was contraband. Like, I feel yeah. like it got and passed around. Was, you were not allowed to walk into the library and give them your library and check card. out. I mean, but yeah. maybe, but maybe we were. But no, I didn't have the balls to do it. No, we certainly didn't have the balls, and we really just physically didn't have the balls. L- literally, did not have the balls. Le- La, la, trele. Okay, so mm-hmm. Judy Bloom. Oh, she's eighty-five. I thought she was eighty-three. Well, she was probably eighty-three when they did the movie. Okay, yeah. I mean, like when they did the documentary. So that I think also because kinda, there was a lot of mask wearing. Yeah, that also kind of threw me because she's she's you know sort of my mom's age. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. My mom, you know, my mom started talking about masturbating. I'd be like, whoa, crackling. I don't think you need to worry about that. Oh, you would be surprised. Oh, well, yeah, that's right. I have heard some things. Yes, yeah. and sometimes yeah, yeah, she'll yeah, yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, this guy down the hall mm-hmm. wants to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, nope, no, yeah. no, lock it down. Yeah. Oh, Don't. Who does that sound like? Who does that sound like? <laughs> I'm like, I am not the person. You're suddenly a noper. You're a noper. I am a noper. You know, usually her. Rachel. You her. Mm-hmm. Rachel loves to say nope. Oh, I love it when it's a clear nope. I just remember nope. you. I remember you saying that. Uh, was it Christmas? Christmas Day. Yep. Here and we you, go. Here we go. You, she loves to pull out this old chestnut because it it was like way back in like 2008 or something. And it's it like it, it really gives class. you a very clear picture of who you are. So you go yeah. you go to a spinning class on Christmas Day, on Christmas Eve, on Christmas, Christmas Eve, yeah, Christmas Eve, yeah. just to clear your mind, get some time in. And you're pedaling away, and the mm-hmm. guy next to you, was he singing? He was singing. He was singing badly and very loudly yeah. Christmas carols and, that they were playing in the cycling class. And Rachel just looked at him and said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, he was having this joyful moment. <laughs> and mm-hmm. you were like, nope. Not on my yep. time, you don't. Mm-mm. This is yep. my time. Uh, that poor guy. That just makes yeah. me laugh. He did not see it coming. Okay. And um, he's here now. Let's bring him in. Let's bring hey, him in. Hey, John. Michael. Michael. Oops. John Michael. John Michael. <laughs> okay. He's probably still telling this story like, Rachel Harris went off what? on me. What? No, cunt. Oh, Rachel. Just for it's that, fine. we have to take a break. Okay. You cannot use that kind of language. Well, we're going to talk about a lot of vaginas <laughs> and menstruation today. So I just... So yeah, if you have little listeners... Yeah, earmuffs. This is, this is not. I think this should just be like R-rated or PG-13 if we have to like put a thing on it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a rating. Yeah, no, people, people know. I am definitely R-rated and you are PG. Yeah, I, w- I would like to think I'm PG-17. Mm-mm. <laughs> Rachel, that is not true. You're PG. <laughs> Publicly, you're PG. Privately... <laughs> PG-17. You're still PG-17. And I'm just like, come on. Get your rating up. I'm an R. Let's go. Okay. We will be right back. I was going to say with more of Judy Bloom forever, but we have not gotten anywhere. We, 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 when we come back, we're going to get into it. Oh, it's so good.
Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, welcome back. We're talking about Judy Bloom. Forever. Forever. For, I think it's called Forever Judy Bloom. Is that right, Thomas? No, or is it? It's Judy, Judy Bloom, Bloom Forever. Forever. Dot dot dot. Three ellipses, which nope. is my favorite. I don't know if there is an ellipse. Forever. It's forever. Dot dot dot. Thomas, is maybe it forever? The, dot dot maybe dot. Maybe that's or the re- book. That's in the book. There's the in the book. It's dot okay. dot dot, which just means forever, but maybe not. But maybe not. Judy was on Letterman, Joan Rivers, Seth Meyers. She sold more than 80 million books and has written over 20 coming-of-age novels. She appeared on The Simpsons. She's inspired countless people, including Molly Ringwald and Lena Dunham, who are on this. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to see Molly Ringwald, too, because I feel like she's still got the same the exact hairdo. same look. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cute. You know, we see people through the years, and it's like, okay, Molly Ringwald, same same hair. But by the way, we've got the same hair. I know. In my mind, I always think that somebody's going to come out with, you know, the next time you see them, they're going to look completely different. And they don't. Some people really get off on that. Looking completely you know, like changing different. their look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that yeah. they get off on it. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, I don't mean like actually like, oh, I'm going to get off on my new hairdo. They get off on that. They get off, like, they, like it gives them a thrill. I mean, if I really wanted to do it, I could. I was going to say I'd like to do that, but then what's stopping me? Get off? <laughs> okay, listen. Or um, change your hairdo. Judy owns a bookstore. Called, right. See, see, she's uncomfortable, and she's like, "I don't want to talk about that, Thomas." Called books. I'm moving on. Books and books. Books and books. And in, guess where? In Key West. Key West, Florida. Rachel, Florida. did I tell you? Every documentary goes back to Florida. Florida. Florida makes sense because it feels like you're trying to run away from everything, and then you get down to yeah. that little dangly part, and it's like there's nowhere else to go. <laughs> dangly part it's like a dangling participle yeah just down just down it's just, there it's like mm-hmm. it's like you're but it's beautiful it's, yeah you're surrounded by water it's beautiful why not so then we we learn we learn about judy mm-hmm. you know tig and i were always so surprised when we watch these documentaries about people and they were talking about their childhoods and there are so mm-hmm. many pictures of them Blowing out candles, them on the slide, them doing this and that. And Tig and I were always like, I don't think I have one picture. Do you have lots of pictures from your childhood? Uh, I kind of do just because my sister's a big scrapbooker. Oh. And so she's made me scrapbooks. And she got all of the pictures that my mom and dad took. But I know there's actual footage 
footage that somebody has of like my because my grandfather, Ding Dingledine. No, not kidding. Yep. Wait. Yep. Yep. What is his name? Ding. They called him Ding. His last name was Dingledine. It was Delmar. Delmar Dingledine. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Rachel, I, I feel like you were Evelyn, making this up. Evelyn and Ding. Dingledine. Ding, ding. They called him Ding. Ding Dingledine. Ding Ding. Well, his nickname was Ding. Like they'd be like Dingledine. So they called what him What was ding. his first name? Devador. It was Delmar. Delmar. I believe it was Delmar. My sister's going to listen to this and say, Rachel. Delmar ding- Dingledore. On. What was this? Delmar Dingledore? What? Is it Delmar Dingledore? You are Dingledore? so, so good with names, Cheryl. <laughs> it was Dingledine. Like oh. you're going to dingle and then you're going to dine. <laughs> so Dingledine. <laughs> what? And it was Evelyn Dingledine. She's my favorite, favorite grandmother. Are you she saying really dingle is a verb? You're going to dingle and then you're going to dine? Well, I'm just trying to make the last name make sense, sense. for you. Okay. And that yeah. does. Okay. Dever dingle dine. Wow. Right? Delmar. Delmar dingle dine. Okay. They love alliteration. Okay. So, de- so how did we get off on that? Because you, because you had pictures. Oh, that's right. Dingle. dingle. They have great, like, grainy. Yeah. Uncle, my, my Uncle grandfather, dingle dine. My grandfather, Dingle Dye. Because <laughs> my dad's stepdad. My dad's last name was Harris. Okay. And then Ding is his. Okay, okay, and they have footage. Dine. Like they have. Okay. But somebody has all of these videos. Nobody's I think my ever brother watch has it again. Nobody's ever going to watch it again. Okay. Well, I mean, they might. Maybe I have my own documentary. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, okay, so Judy, it was very interesting because she, she did have lots, lots of pictures and. She said that she identifies very strongly with children. And what was fascinating to me is that she says she has total recall. Yeah. From third grade up. That's crazy. That's like she can remember friends. I mean, crazy. like I have memories from grade school, but I don't have... Total recall. Total recall. I can't tell you like... Like Marg Helgenberg, I think, has that thing where it's like, I remember on this date, I was wearing this. I know. So does, I re- I uh, mean, what's her name from from Taxi? That's what I'm saying. That's oh, Isn't that Marg Helgenberg? Taxi. Not at all. Oh, she's another redhead. Oh, yeah. She, that's, uh, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Point is. Yes, the woman yes. from Taxi has oh, total recall. And that's is embarrassing crazy. that we can't think of her name. It'll come to us. Mary Lou Henner. Yes. See, it was Marg Helgenberg, same initials, <laughs> M-H. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but it's pretty sad. Had a lot of syllables. Okay. Woo! Uh, Judy, she says that she, you know, she has total recall. And as a child, she was very anxious. She grew up Mm -hmm. as a Jewish child in the shadow of World War II. So, of course, that would make you anxious. And, you know, she said she had a lot of questions. She'd ask her mom and her mom wouldn't tell her anything. The thing that her mom said was that happened very far away and that will never happen here. But she was still so anxious about that happening. Yeah. And she felt like grownups have secrets that they, they don't tell kids. And then, of course, that makes you anxious too, because you're wondering what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, Judy's dad, she was very close to her dad. Mm-hmm. He was adventurous. He had six siblings who all died young. And Judy felt like it was her secret responsibility to keep her dad alive. Mm-hmm. So she would pray all the time. And she felt like she was the one keeping him alive. And also, are we getting into what happened the day he died yet or no? Oh, we can. Because that was so crazy. Like yeah, she came home. And I think that they were having, 
like it was a great celebration or something like I can't remember specifically, but he said, this is a great day for our family. And I can't remember their, he said the name of their family. He said, this is a great day for the family. And then he clutched his chest and he was like, oh. And she said that he literally said, oh, shit, shit, this is horrible timing. Yeah. And like he knew he was having a massive heart attack. Yeah. And it was five weeks before she was going to get married. Yeah. And she went, they didn't postpone the wedding. No, they didn't. I mean, that's the epitome of like people pleasing and like don't don't rock the boat. Let's just keep everything going. Let's just we're gonna be fine. We're gonna push through. When in the back of your head, you're like, Good God, I'm this is a lot the most depressed I've ever been. I don't understand what just happened with my father, and yet I've got to act like everything's okay. I think that's the definition of hell. When something's going on in your brain and you have to act like something else is happening. Mm. That's a tortured soul. Yeah, and I think that she, I think she wanted to unburden children from that. Yes. I think she wanted them to know that everything that they were thinking and feeling was normal. Yeah. Yeah. And Judy's mom always said, be a good girl, Judy. And Judy is so. So did my mom. Oh, really? That was the only thing my mom would say to me. Like she'd say, I just want you to be a nice girl, Rachel. Oh. Which was said so sweetly. So sweetly. <laughs> angrily. Was so it because of angrily. was it because of religion or this is just in general? Just No, I think it was just in general. And so I just thought I just have to be nice. I just have to be nice. That's why I think I'm so angry. Yes. That's why you <laughs> you feel free to yell nope well, to a guy yeah. who's just celebrating Christmas well, I Eve. Think I was on just a so spin, I don't spin spin that, bicycle. That's not true. I think I feel I don't feel like I'm an angry person. Hmm. I feel like I don't want to hold it in when I am angry. And you don't. Does that make sense? And you don't. <laughs> Congratulations, Rachel. You've achieved your goals. But I also have a much healthier way of expressing it. Yes. Like I'm okay with it now whereas I was still not okay with my anger anyway and so I would express it not right you know what you're doing great Rachel keep doing what you're doing (laughs) so she would say to her just be a nice girl which I think a lot of women of that time were told just be nice be be ladylike or good Mm -hmm. okay Judy went to NYU with the goal of finding a husband an MRS degree Remember mm-hmm. people used to say that? Yeah, her missus degree. Oh, yeah. Sophomore year, she met her future husband, a lawyer, and she felt very grown up. She bought a mint green girdle. Don't know why we need to know that, but... um. Mm-mm. But it was like women, women wear girdles, maybe. She didn't need to re- wear a girdle. Just like a lot of yeah. women out there don't need to wear Spanx, but they do. They do, and boy, I sure don't ever need to see another pair of Spanx in my life again. You know what? There's nothing more, uh, more awkward than watching somebody else try to put Spanx on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you it's, can't it's unsee humiliating it for you, everyone. It's just you cannot unsee it. Yeah. After it happens, you're like, oh boy. Uh, Here she comes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um oh, so Judy, she, she was a young wife and a mother in a mm-hmm. uh, suburban neighborhood in New Jersey. None of the moms worked, and she needed an outlet, so she started writing. And mm-hmm. she said her first attempts were awful. She felt like they were imitations of Dr. Seuss. And Judy wrote for years receiving rejection after rejection from publishing houses, which I I loved hearing that. Yes. Yeah. Because it's like, You can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. She kept going. Yeah. After people were like, and no thanks. 
It's not good. Yeah. It's because she knew. She was like deep down. She's like, oh, that just makes me want to prove you wrong even mm-hmm. more, which I love mm-hmm. that personality. I love that perseverance. Yeah. Judy's first breakthrough was Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, about an 11-year-old girl who wants to fit in. She's thinking about puberty and finds a confidant in God. Her friends chant, <laughs> we must, we must, we, we must, must increase, increase our bust. bust. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was very fascinated at that concept at the time. I was like, this, could that work? We all did it. Is there anything to this? Like, how is this a thing? I know. But it's like, wow, well, what, what have I got to lose? Yeah. It was just also part of what we knew was appealing to men. Yeah. You know? At an early age. Oh. oh yeah. It starts early. It starts real, real early. And what's weird, too, is that it's the truth. That they do. It's the like, truth. They do. It's, listen. If listen, they're into women, yes, they do. People are drawn to people for, listen, women a like. Of, a multitude of reasons. For a multitude. What do you like in a man? Physically. Oh. Oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I like a man that is a man. That oh. looks like a man. Like facial you know, hair? Mm, sure. Yes. I mean, I love facial hair. You do? Yeah. Is that scratchy? I mean, oh, I know. Thomas is I sitting do. with me. <laughs> I do. I do. I've always I do. so scratchy. You know, I haven't... I, uh, I haven't dated or been married <laughs> to men with a lot of facial hair but i like it and i thought it would be something that would bother me and i, I it's amazing it's yeah, great it's oh i like that and it's amazing it. yeah it, it is softer than one would think it is yeah i guess it depends it on the length of it too mm-hmm. but i like i think i would prefer a man that's more meaty alpha oh. yeah and like strong than one that is like you know if he's (laughs) smaller than i am if he's smaller than i am i'm not into it okay so look everybody oh god i hate myself right now i really hate myself right now thomas i don't know if i want any of this in here we're gonna take a break good god almighty when we come back dear god we gotta go 30 minutes over just so we can cut that shit out (laughs) Uh, we're gonna get back on track with judy bloom CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. And we're back. We're back. Cheryl. Yes? What do you like in a man? Oh, for ball's sake. 
Yeah. What are you attracted to? Like, are, what, what are you talking what, about physically? I'm talking about physically. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's awkward. I like a man's back. Oh, okay. Do you like you it hairy? Or do you like it? Well, we all know I don't because the one. Oh, that's right. That's right. In, what was in, that one? In tel- telemarketers. Telemarketers. Yeah. It starts out with all the, the yeah. Shul- you were a big shoulder note. and back. <laughs> yeah, you were a big note. You I had was a like, big well, note on that body hair. I can't. I can't get through it. Okay, Rachel. Uh, Backs. What is it about the back? I don't know because they're muscular. And Come on, PG seventeen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go, PG seventeen, because they're muscular and strong. Thomas is going to cut all of this. <laughs> oh, he sure shit is not. Okay, listen. Dick Jackson mm-hmm. was Judy's editor. You know, I thought it was very sweet that this guy read this and was like, "Yeah, I see how yeah. young people are going to relate to this." I thought it was yeah. very sweet. It was very sweet. He helped champion the book, which became a sensation. For its frank discussion on menstruation and other subjects that were taboo at the time. Mm-hmm. That catapulted her. Yes. To the top of YA. Yes. I like, isn't it funny when they, they keep saying YA in this YA, mm-hmm. young adult. I was like, yeah, it took me a second. I was like, YA, YA. Because nobody was doing it, but that's the thing. No. Like, that's exactly what they're dealing with, right? At that time. Right. So you're and, thinking about and it. And everybody's telling you that it's bad or that it's like you're supposed to. I love that section where the women, the girls are talking about it and they're like, oh, did you get the curse? Did you, is it, are you unwell? Are you? Oh, well, you want to hear, you want to hear an ad? This was, it was an ad. Yes, it was an ad. It was okay, an listen ad. listen to this, listen. <laughs> it was an ad. It was an ad. I went up an octave. That's you know what you can tell I'm like, You sounded like, um, uh, Elizabeth Taylor when she. Gladiator. Gladiator. <laughs> okay. Let's listen to this this old-fashioned ad. Okay. I mean, we literally, when I was growing up, had commercials about how embarrassed people were by their period and how they had to leave the party with a sweatshirt tied around their waist. It happens to every girl. What happens to every girl? Womanhood. Oh, you mean the curse. What do you call it? The curse. You know, being unwell. Being unwell. You know, just... <laughs> Given the ability to create life, and yet you're unwell. unwell. You're unwell. I mean, thank God for Judy Bloom. I mean, she really did change the conversation, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. Judy's next book was Then Again, Maybe I Won't, from the perspective of a 12-year-old boy. Did you read that? I did not read that one. She felt disapproval from the other women on her street. Adults would ask her, so when are you going to write a real book, Judy? That's so terrible. Yeah. I would have been like, what the yeah. hell did you do today, Sue? It was kind of great, though, that she just very sweetly said, well, I am writing, I am writing real books. books. I know. What's great about her is that she seemed like she had a lot of self-esteem. Self-assurance. Yeah. She was very sure of who she was, who she is, but definitely mm-hmm. who she was at the time. Yeah. Yeah, because I think a lot of people, that would be, you would want to leave the party. You would feel like, oh. I don't want to talk to this yeah. lady because she's dissing me. I don't know that I've ever said dissing. I don't know, but I like it. Yeah, You're getting your rating up. It's keeping you more hip. <laughs> you're getting your rating. I like You've that. You've from 13. You're like now at PG-15. Because of diss? Diss, yeah. That's something mm-hmm. that I, you know, maybe like a junior high, high schooler would say. Um, <laughs> but you know what? I, this is, I wanted to say I love this about Judy is that mm-hmm. she talked about being 
like she was like the feminist movement didn't really hit her in New Jersey, but she was reading about it, like in Ms. Magazine. Yeah. And she was saying, even though I didn't really actively go out and Walk protest and things like yeah. that, she's like, it was my own, I was being a feminist, you know, standing up for women's rights in my own way, like through my books. Yeah. And I loved that she was coming from a place of loving herself, loving, like, the kids, like the boys yeah. and the girls. And yeah. I always felt like she wasn't anti, she was never anti-male throughout any of this. No, no. She was like, I love men. And I love that she had marriages and then yeah. a healthy relationship with George. It wasn't like, I love that she was like, I made peace that I'm not good at this, but am I getting ahead? I yes, getting ahead? Rachel. I know, know but are. I love it. I love Rachel, it so much. I know. I think you do it just to bother me. I don't. I'm really, Rachel? I really don't. Rachel. I just am like, it's just, I'm just like keeping it all together. Okay. Did you know that Judy received a thousand to two thousand letters a month from young readers pouring their heart out to her? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Lori Kim was an awkward mm. girl who wrote to Judy Bloom frequently as a kid, and Judy loved her letters and couldn't wait to write back. This was also astounding that they had all these letters. Yeah, that like, she saved what? them. How is that possible? Judy Bloom saved all those all letters. All those letters. Lori thought of herself as a reporter of what sixth grade was like. So Lori would, would write to her all the time and just kept writing to her. And then Judy would write people back. Yeah. It was it's very, amazing. It was very sweet. Who has that kind of time? <laughs> Judy Bloom. I don't. I no. get, but you make All the time. The you know, we make you get. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. Fr- hey, by the way, I have yeah. my first piece of fan mail is framed, and Aww. it was from a prison. Thank you. Good night, everybody. You know what? I like that you thought I'm going to frame this, <laughs> but I have to say the fan mail is a little bit. It's different than writing letters to Judy Bloom when you're 13. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or yeah. 10. Yeah. It's usually adults that are like, hey, can I get a picture? Exactly. But yeah, these kids are writing her saying, my father died, my brother Mm -hmm. died by suicide. By suicide. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's heavy. And these kids have real issues and they have real things that they can't talk to other people about. And, And a lot of them were using them basically as a journal. Yeah, I I also like that so many of the kids wrote wrote to her and confided in her and that she said, I just think that by my responses, they just, the only thing that she's like, she was like, they just needed to know that I supported them. Yeah. She's like, I think they just needed support. Like saying, I hear you and I understand and it's hard to be a kid. I loved it when she said, it's really hard to be a kid. I know, because I'm sure that's, you know, when you're little and in between, you know, being a young kid and even an older teenager, it's like you're just in this nowhere land where people don't really see you, Mm -hmm. but you still could be going through a lot of heavy stuff. Yeah. And just to have an adult look at you and say, it's hard for you. Mm -hmm. That's validating. Mm -hmm. Um, This is sad. Yeah. She, she was married to this guy, John. Mm-hmm. It was really sad when she said she doesn't think John ever read any of her books. Yeah, I know. That was really sad. Ah, I'm mad. I mean, by the way, her books weren't yeah. that long. 
You know what I mean? These are not no. like 500 page. This is like, this guy could have knocked it out in one night. I feel like that wasn't super shocking given the way that she described their marriage from the get-go, that she was so young and he was an adult. You know what I mean? Like, it was kind of like she was a child in that relationship anyway. Yeah. And that he had to do all the work and she stayed home and took care of the kids. Yeah. He told her she could write as long as she did all the other stuff she's supposed to do. Yeah. Cook and clean and take care of the kids. She's like, okay, great. Yeah, and he and she God. said he was he wasn't around. Yeah, so but that I love that that didn't deter her either. She's like, no. okay, you don't read my books, fine. Yeah, I know. I love what I'm writing. Okay, Judy was inspired by her mother being bullied to write blubber about a chubby girl. Oh, I think it was about her daughter. Her daughter being bullied. Yeah, because I was about to say. Yeah, because it was a thing where she said they we, we didn't really talk about like bullying back then, but that's mm. what it was. I don't even know if it was her daughter, but her daughter witnessed something at school and said that some kids were mean. Mm. And then it really got her thinking about just people watching what was going on, but not participating or active, you know, or acting in favor of the person that's getting made fun of. Yeah. Well, it was also interesting too because I didn't read Blubber, but from this documentary about the girl that gets bullied, and then at the end, people were had a reaction to it because they thought something would happen, and she would get better or and she ended up turning into a bully that's like amazing yeah that's amazing what that's that's what happens i know yes judy's mom had low self-esteem she wanted judy to be perfect judy was pretty and popular but she felt like she was acting and Mm -hmm. she felt like she couldn't fail at anything in deanie did you read deanie deanie i didn't read deanie but i Loved hearing what they said about it in the doc. Yeah. It was about a girl with scoliosis. And there was also a casual mention of masturbation. Right. Because she's saying, yes, Deanie still enjoys masturbating. Mm -hmm. And she was like, she would talk about it as her special place. Mm -hmm. Right? I think that was it. It was her special place. Like she would go to bed and then she had like a a special place that made her happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have a special place? (laughs) The 70s was the time of sexual revolution. And we're back to G rating. <laughs> All right. Movement. Okay. Uh, Judy was inspired by Randy's suggestion to write forever mm-hmm. about high school seniors. Oh, so Randy was her daughter. Yes. Randy's her daughter. Mm-hmm. And her daughter yeah. said, I feel like every book that I read, anybody that has, has sex, it's bad. Somebody mm-hmm. gets pregnant. Somebody dies, something bad mm-hmm. happens to them. And she said, you know, can't, mom, can't you write a book about sex where it's just, it's not a bad thing? And she said, yes, I can. And she did. Pretty amazing. She wrote, she wrote forever. Dot, 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 ellipses. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of ellipses. Oh, I speak pa- in ellipses. You love ellipses. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That was weird. It was almost like a sexual sound. Ew. Yeah, that's why I said. I didn't mean to. I just was like, ugh, I do. I'm like, oof. Oh, I thought you were like, oh, like I do. No, oh. no, <laughs> no. Um, okay, and in, in Forever, there's a passage of the book about touching a penis that became famous. Yes. He was like, Catherine, this is Ralph. Oh, this Ralph, is Ralph. This is Catherine. Yes. And Ralph was his penis. Mm-hmm. Mm. And she goes into detail about, huh, it didn't, it didn't, it just <laughs> felt like, a lump of you skin. Know. 
Yeah. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> and she was kind of like, huh. Huh. It was interesting. Okay. It was very matter of fact. But that was a big deal because yeah. kids were like, whoa. And I do remember reading that in fifth grade. Wow. In Miss Musilla's class. In like her class? Like looking at that in the book. Mm-hmm. Like, her, like, like the teacher the said, this is, oh, okay. No, 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 oh, okay. no, no. Like somebody had handed me the book and they're like, you got to read this. Like you put a book inside your history book. Or yeah, something. probably. I probably was like reading it like mm-hmm. covertly. Even remember when, um, this is dumb, in Fifty Shades of Grey, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. some people didn't want to like be seen reading it. And some people yeah. did. And some people did. Yeah. Want did. to be seen. Like yeah. signaling, a hey, hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Hey, did you read it, Cheryl? <laughs> I did read it. Oh, I think I read it. Maybe I just saw the oh. movie. Did you read it? Oh, hey. I, read I did not read it. Okay, can I tell you something? I did not read it. This is something that I read that was at the time, and I was a full-grown adult. I was like, holy bing balls. This is crazy. <laughs> You guys, bing balls. When she says bing balls, hold on to your hat. Did you know that Anne Rice wrote under a pseudonym? And she wrote super raunchy. And I wish I could remember that I can't remember any of it other than, I mean, listen. I don't even think I can say it out oh, loud. Oh, I'm listening. I've got no, my headphones on and we are talking. It is like, I mean. <laughs> is it like softcore porn or like it was porn? Oh. Erotica? Yes. Let's say erotica. Like. I just remember. I think there was. Yes. I think, <laughs> now who's going up an octave? Gladiator. Yes. I think it yes. was. Uh, I, I remember it was there was there was a castle, and mm-hmm. people were like tied up to these. I wish we had this on film. <laughs> what you're doing right now. You they guys, were, she has her t- hands up above her head, and she's trying to act like act out that these people were tied up in this castle and I'm like you your hands out of the frame do nothing for me right now they were hanging like you they were Mm -hmm. hanging okay they were nude hanging they were they were what they were nude (laughs) they were nude hanging from like the rafters like meat hooks like pieces of slabs of meat kind of but also like like um, I don't know double, why you have to keep your hands because, up in the air and you're like acting you're it out and you're you like, can't stop. Oh my god! And they're like folded in half, like hands up, feet up. So just their butts are their da- dangling yeah. down. Okay. And then when yeah. people would walk by them, they would like finger finger them. I mean, it was crazy. I just remember we re- ju- you just made it <laughs> R-rated. Woo! We did it. We did it! True story. We got her there. Yes. Yes. Okay, so people would just walk by and randomly finger them? That seems like they were hostages. Or was it consensual? I don't remember. I do remember something about... seems like an important part. Somebody being on the back of a horse, naked... Girl. Girl. I'm I'm like, what? I didn't write this. I'm just telling you what I But you must have read it. Yeah, you read it. I did. And that book, I was like, whoa, I do not want to be seen reading this thing. No. (laughs) (laughs) But if anybody, if anybody wants like. That's a lot worse than Judy Bloom forever. Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) 
or Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, this is like I'm yeah. telling you, it's off the charts. Like I saw Anne Rice in a different way after this because I was like, whoa! I didn't even know this was happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this was happening in somebody's imagination. It's like watching. The, remember when you watched The Exorcist and you were like, whoa. I did not watch it. You never watched it. Never. No, my dad was like, you can't handle it. <laughs> He's like, you tell me. He said, promise me. You never, ever watch The Exorcist. And you said, I won't. And I said, and I, he knew. He knows me. He knew my brain. And he was like, just don't. Just don't. Just don't go there. And I'm like, okay, I won't. I mean, it is crazy. And when I, when I remember watching it thinking, who thought of this? Yeah, that's right. But then I guess some people say it's based on a true story. I don't know. Okay, now I'm just done. Now I don't. don't it's, listen. Yeah. Don't take my word for it. You know what? Email us. Call in. <laughs> we don't have a call in number. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Thomas, do we need to start wrapping up? We didn't even get to our my favorite part. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What's oh my your gosh. favorite part? Wait, wait. What's your favorite part? Okay. All right. Pat Buchanan. Well, <laughs> that was wait. amazing when okay, they wait. put her in the hot seat like that, and she okay, was so cool. Okay, go okay, ahead. Go let's ahead. say it. Let's barrel through. <laughs> okay, barrel. Okay, married the first guy she met after she she did get divorced. She's yes, been married yes. for sixteen years. And yep. wrote, it's not the end of the world, about divorce. She was, she was 37. She left her marriage. She wanted to live, travel, see the world. She married the first guy she met, moved to England, yep. to London. He was, he was a, scientist. a scientist. Yeah. She took her kids out of school, seventh and ninth grade, yes. took them out, took them to London. Yeah. And then she said it was a terrible mistake. You know what? It happens. We all make mistakes. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> you nail it every time. <laughs> Judy wrote her oh this was interesting yeah she wrote her first adult novel Wifey mm-hmm. which was highly auto- autobiographical it was sexy yeah. funny and a naughty hit yeah but people were, were mad yes because they were used to her writing for YA oh way to use YA can I tell you the thing I wish you this would. also falls under what made me cry mm-hmm. should I save it mm-hmm. should I save it mm-hmm. okay I'll save it okay save it save, save it, it Rachel I'll save it Okay, in the 80s, Reagan yes, was elected. Yes, this is us barreling. This is us barreling. <laughs> Reagan was elected. There was a conservative cultural backlash, and Judy's books were swept up in the tide, frequently being banned. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's very timely, like, because it's happening Like, it's now. unbelievable that this is still, that we've circled yeah. back to banning books. That as parents, we can't say, this is the book, but this is what my view on it is. Yeah. Judy started receiving hundreds of death threats yeah several she dealt with controversy for supporting Planned Parenthood I mean that had to be such a tough time for her yeah Judy thought she wouldn't ever find love again she made her peace with that and then she Mm -hmm. met George Cooper George George in 1979 he was a law professor and unfamiliar with Judy's work these two were so dang cute together they were so dang cute and you're just like those guys have had some really great sex did you think that? Yeah. Yeah. I did. Were, yeah, because you're like, those two, they're getting it on. Yeah, because she's like, he, he's not a worrier. No. Which I thought was interesting that she pointed that out. I don't remember and her that, saying that. A worrier. Yeah, she said, he's not a worrier, and we just... Not warrior. Worrier. Worrier. Okay. Like, worry. Like, yeah. as in fear. He's not a like... Because a warrior, you might like. I've, I don't know, I've never dated a warrior. <laughs> but you have dated a, a worrier. A worrier. Yeah, I've dated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's fine if you worry, but then also if you're the person that's able to say, okay, I need to like 
get back on track. Let it go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody worries sometimes. Yeah. Judy remembers her dad dying of of his heart attack. She also remembers her mother saying, this was weird. This felt very um, ordinary people to me. Mm -hmm. She also remembers her mother saying there wouldn't be a quote unquote show at his funeral, meaning they wouldn't get emotional. Yeah, don't don't feel your feelings, like even in adulthood. Yeah, it's hard. And then this was crazy to me. Lori Kim, the girl who had been writing her all her life, Mm -hmm. she was graduating from college. Did she say she called or she had written? I can't remember. And said that her parents, there was a fallout with her parents. They couldn't be there. And she asked Judy if she and George could come. And they did. And they did. And that was the first time they had ever met. Met each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, George and Judy got a home in Martha's Vineyard. She wrote her last book in 2015. And then she decided, you know what? I want to get out in the world. I don't want to sit sit around. In a room. In a room writing. writing. Yeah. And for five years, her and George have run books and books in Key West. In Key West. It's kind of idyllic. It's so sweet. It's perfect, you know. By the way, Heinz and Young, mm-hmm. my company, Yep. we have a scent called Key West Sunset. Nice. Because Key West is so fantastic. You should check it out, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, and the scent is amazing. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. It smells like you're on vacation. Yeah, it smells fresh. It's great. Okay, Judy still gets asked in letters, are you 12 years old? Are you a kid? Yeah. And she feels like part of her still is. Yeah. It's so beautiful. She was pretty amazing. Rachel, are you ready for final thoughts? I am. It's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did. When? When she was writing Wifey, and at the end of the book, she says, here's to our fucking family, or like, here's to our, I can't Mm. remember the exact quote, but it was when she was like, should I say fucking? And her son came in, and she said to her son, what do you think? Do you think that I should say this word? And she started to cry when she was telling the story. Uh, two times I cried. When her father died and she was reading that back, that was gut-wrenching. And then the second time that was really powerful to me was when um, her son looked at her and said, you're Judy Bloom. Mm-hmm. You can write whatever you want to write. Yeah. And you could just see that that meant so much to her, that her son yeah. was... Knew who she who she knew really, who she was, mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 celebrated her, reminded her, mm-hmm. and reminded her, like you are, you're. It's like shut up and remember Judy who the Blue. fuck you are. You take yeah. a big deep breath and yeah. remember who the fuck you are. And it, I yeah. think think that's why, I think that's why that moved me that she was so touched by her son, loving yeah. her so much because I think that's what we all want. You know, we want our kids to be proud of us and yeah, and really know who who we are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Cheryl, did you cry? I came very close, but I was not going to give everyone the satisfaction of blinking when my eyeballs were full. Okay, but were you alone when you were watching this? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> that makes no sense. But when... um, oh, I love to cry. Ugh. When she went to... To Lori's graduation? Yes! 
to Lori's graduation. Mm-hmm. And I found out they had not even met before. I was like, oh, no. Oh, boy, here it comes. Oh, <laughs> boy, keep it. It was so sweet. I just couldn't even believe it. And George went, too. Mm-hmm. Ah, Judy and George. Judy and George. They found each other, Rachel. It's like they maybe if, if I have two dogs, maybe at some point I'll name them Judy and George. Ah, that's cute. Judy and George. So Rachel, who were you attracted to? Well, I think I was, yeah, but I think I was attracted to uh, George. Yeah, he was He was very How cute. How about you? Ah, uh, you know, there was this one guy, Justin, who was a publisher for Schuster. <laughs> You're looking oh. at me like, I, I don't, don't remember know. Justin. I know, I just don't remember. He no, was, he was oh, really oh, cute. Oh, he was the publisher. Yes. Yeah, oh, he okay. was really cute. I liked his vibe, and I was like, oh, hey, Justin. Hey. Rachel, that was your chance for True Story Talk Back. Okay. Do you have anything to say to anybody? And it's okay if you don't. I, I don't know if I have anything. You left you it mean, on the floor. To talk, you left to talk back to anybody in the documentary? Yes. Oh, I just think that uh, I loved when she was talking to Joan Rivers and to Dr. Like Ruth Westheimer. Like, I, I just love that that talking was so free and open. You know, we yeah. weren't worried about censors and things like that. Yeah. I would like to say to Judy, because I know she's listening. Aww. Hey, Judy, hey. Thank you for being so truthful. You know, she was always so connected to the truth in a way that everybody appreciated. And she stuck with it even when people were mad at her or telling her she should do something different. She just knew her truth and she did not waver. So thank you, Judy Bloom. Thank you. Yeah. Rachel, that's mm-hmm. all for this week's episode. Next all week, right. we will be talking about, oh, no. Yep. The Murdoch murders. The, the Murdoch. 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 Is it Murdoch? This yep. is a, This is a problem for me. Yeah, it is. Because I don't have clarity on. It's the Murdoch. It's Murdoch. It's the Murdoch murders. And um, we would love to hear from you. So if you do have anything to say about what we've been asking you or if you have feelings about Rachel <laughs> yeah or Cheryl just email us at truestoryfanmail at gmail.com and we might just read yours on air oh I can't wait I cannot wait I know to, I for know our first letter yeah, I can't wait all right Rach thank you everybody so much for listening oh uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll call you tonight we'll call you tonight True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Rachel Harris. It's produced by Thomas Ouellette, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Ouellette, with production assistance from Nadia Labetz. Special thanks to Gabby Kovacic, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story wherever you get your podcasts. You can email us at truestoryfanmail at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.